It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, The Power Lodge, Chef Robert Spitz, Spreading Mix, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Napa Auto Parts and Baxter, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Nielsen Hardware and RV, your Central Minnesota Ice Castle dealer, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Ryan Moon. And welcome into this week's show. Man, we are all over the place this week. Steve Sapaniak has got the latest on Malax. We go open water river fishing in the Twin Cities Metro. Joe Henry takes us up to Lake of the Woods and talks bass fishing up there. Matt Brewer has the latest from the Bemidji area and the latest on Rainy River, plus another great outdoor recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick off the show with our local lake and field report, brought to you by Oars and Mine in Crosby. No matter if your goal is pike, trout, walleyes, or bass, Oars and Mine gives you 10 different ways to get the bite. Next time you're in the Cuyuna area, Oars and Mine is a must-stop located on Highway 6 in Crosby. Let's head out to Mille Lacs, get the report out there. Steve Sapaniak joins us, as always, with Predator Guide Service. And the last couple of weeks, Steve, it's been kind of tough to get reports, really, at any of the lakes around uh, with all the snow we've had. And, and even some of the landings were starting to get a little beat up. But uh, now we got a little more snow and then back down into the deep freeze again. Are we at least able to get out there? You know, it's been tough, Brian. You can get out there with snowmobiles, you know, some areas with ATVs. The other thing that hurt us, too, when we did get out here recently is, you know, the cold front has slowed everything down again. I mean, my gosh, last year at this time, we had no snow on the ground. We had 60 to 80 degree temperatures. It was ideal. And now we're back right into uh, February mode. Crappies should be going. You know, you're, we're getting one here and there. Same with the sunfish, panfish. It's just right now it's not happening the way it should be. I think the cold front and all this snow has really hampered everything. We should just, like you said, be slaying them right now, and including the smaller lakes, local lakes. I like to fish around the area. Getting a heck of a time getting out there. When we do get out there, that's all we're catching is small ones because of this cold front and, and weird weather. That's about the only way I can put it is weird weather. When this cold front snaps and we get some snow melting, believe me, those fish are going to go quick, and I don't think we'll have much time because if we get a good warm spell, it's going to take everything out in a matter of a few weeks. Are you a little concerned like a lot of anglers, Steve, about fishing opener? I mean, maybe you know the, the big fear is we're still going to have ice on the lakes, but the other fear is these super cold water temps. That may be uh, throwing a damper on things. I agree with you. You know, I'm hoping for the best. I'm trying to stay optimistic here and, and you know, figure we're going to have some really good warm weather. It's going to heat up everything real quick. But, yes, everything you said is true. If we don't get the super warm weather we've had the last five years, you know, for opener, it's going to be awful tough, and we may have some ice on the lake. I'm hoping not. But the key is, you know, hope for some decent weather. We're going to see everything be slow and late this year if this uh if this weather meanders and doesn't change real quick. And that's what bothers a lot of us people who are guides and everything. You know, it's hard to plan for what to do and how to do it. Well, and you being a musky guiding is, is kind of your forte out there. I'd imagine you're probably a little nervous, too, because, you know, it basically takes a few weeks out of your season. Oh, most definitely. You know, right now I'm lucky I've got, uh, I've got the first week, week and a half of musky opener booked. 
And, you know, if they're not in the shallows like we like to have them, you know, where it's easy or it's fun to see them and you can actually have a visual bite, we're going to be trolling the deep water basin with the muskies following the schools of whitefish, tulipy, and ciscos, which they'll be doing, you know, that time of year. But it's more fun to get them in the shallows. So, um, you know, either way, we're going to be fishing, just not the exact scenario that I'm set up for, but we can adapt. That's one nice thing about it. And as far as the walleye fishing goes and pike fishing on the Lax Lake, if things don't get going good, you're going to look at a late, late spawn. Or they may spawn underneath, underneath the ice. That's what the walleyes did, Brian, in uh, 2013. And that's why that year class on the Lax is so good. They spawn underneath the ice. Uh, you know, it may happen. It all depends. It's up to the good Lord, that's for sure. So there may be a silver lining in this, especially for a lake like Mille Lacs. Definitely. You know, uh, if they if they spawn underneath the ice again, there's going to be a win-win situation. We may look at a later panfish bite. You may be getting out on the open water from shore tackling these big crappies in the sunnies. That's happened before, you know. Ice goes out on the bays first, and uh, you can't get on the ice because there is none, so you go from shore and you just have a great time with the big ones. So, you know, either way, it's a win-win situation. It's just not what we're really set up for for this time of year. One last thing, Steve. Uh, you mentioned those smaller lakes if people want to get out and maybe try and get in on, on some pan fishing out there, too. You said the smaller ones, and, and a lot of that's attributed to the colder temperatures. Are those lakes in pretty good shape, too, or is it a lot like Mille Lacs? If you can get out with a, maybe a four-wheeler, definitely a snowmobile, but the landings are in def- decent shape there? Landings so far are looking, you know, semi-decent, not too bad. Uh, but definitely it's snowmobile and four-wheel drive ATVs. I'm not going to trust going out there with a truck. They had a truck go through Lake Osakis by Alexandria, you know, uh, west of Mille Lacs a couple of days ago, and there's 30 of inches of ice out there. So it makes you wonder. There's some spots are getting warmer for a good reason compared to others. Same with the small lakes around Mille Lacs and Mille Lacs itself. Anywhere you go where there's a sandbar close to shore, that area is going to be the most shallow as far as thickness of ice goes. You want to be careful. There you go. Great stuff. Steve Sapaniak, Predator Guide Service. You can check Steve out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. Let's head down south. We haven't talked to Brian Koshinina with Muskies and more Guide Service down the metro in quite a while, uh, so I thought we'd bring Brian back in. Uh, welcome back to the show, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot, Brian. I, I really appreciate it. How was your winter? I had an outstanding winter. Outstanding winter. A lot of numbers, a lot of size. Uh, as you know, I'm, I'm more of a pan fisherman in the winter. I had a really good year, and uh, the, the lakes around the cities have been really hot this year, um, so I didn't really have to go far. I didn't have to travel far to find them. So um, I hit a prior lake a few times in Minnetonka a lot and uh, found crappies pretty much every day and uh, pretty pretty much limited out every day. So it, it was a really good year. What kind of shape are those lakes in right now, Brian? Well, it's kind of iffy. You know, I, I checked out a few of the lakes around here, um, around the, the Burnsville area, and the ice is starting to pull away from the shore. And, uh, you know, you could probably get out there with the board and stuff, but I, I wouldn't probably take the chance because you just never know. Um, I tried to get in the channel of our prior lake and uh, walked about 20 feet and here it was open and there were ducks swimming in it. So <laughs> I couldn't get to my good spot. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's hard to read because, you know, we're, we're below zero at night. Um, so, you know, it's not melting. And, uh, you know, we get that wet, wet snow that accumulates and, and, you know, that's, that's not really great for the ice. You know, it, it is an insulator. So, you know, it's, I guess, you know, if you, if you see people on and you want to take that chance, I would, you know, go ahead. But, um, me myself, I'm actually heading up north this weekend to find some good ice. And, uh, I hear there's a really good crappie bite on a 
pretty famous Amer- uh, Minnesota lake, so I think we're going to head up there. Well, you're being a, a bit vague. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs> I totally... Uh, if I say the name... Everybody will be out there. Absolutely. So. And, and then every, every you'll have eyes on you the whole time you're out there, too. Yes, that right. does happen. Well, that does happen. Later on in the show, we've got a lot of lakes we're going to talk about, so I'm sure it'll probably be mixed in with one of those. One other thing, too, I wanted to touch on with you, Brian, is you always spend a lot of time keeping an eye on the rivers down there, and uh, that's usually a destination for people. A couple of weeks ago, we talked to Jason Freed. He was down around the Red Wing area and had some pretty good luck. Uh, Where do you like to go when you get the itch to get on the river down in the metro area? Pool 2, Ford Dam. Actually really good, Um, especially this time of year. The walleyes uh, bunch up there in 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 the lock in the in the dam area, and there's a lot of current going around. They, they have a mid-island right in there. Um, there's a lot of current, and those walleyes like to stage themselves on the calm side. And it's pretty much you just drop a jig down. I usually use about a half-ounce jig in, in, a, in a fat head, and uh, it's pretty much vertical j- jigging. Um, but uh, Pool 2 actually works really well. That's a really good, good uh, place. There's a couple of launches there that are easy access. And, you know, it's <laughs> we have a rule-class fishery right here in the cities, and and people drive all over the place but you know so i i pretty much stay here within probably five miles from my house so that works out well do you do you end up dealing with a lot of boats and a lot of boat traffic out there or you pretty much got the river to yourself you know there's there's always a few out there um there's um and, and the funny thing is is that you see the same people every time so you you, you start to get to know uh boats and, and faces and you know, you kind of kind of get a general idea of what they're biting on and, and different things like that. But, I mean, just in the last month, um, right there where the uh, Minnesota and Mississippi split um, and where the Mississippi heads towards uh, Minneapolis, that's pool two, there on that split, uh, there's a really good walleye bite uh, actually happen right now. So, you know, you drive over that 35 um, bridge and you look over to the to the west and you see all those boats sitting down there it's and they're 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 not moving um so you know they're probably vertically um vertical jigging and and catching a lot of walleyes pretty deep there um you know it it, it kind of ranges it's it's about river always changes so but on average it's probably anywhere from 13 to 15 feet another destination for people that want to check out and as we said uh we're going to get a, an update a little bit later on the show on rainy river but uh, it's another destination. People didn't want to head north, maybe want to head south. And I know we got a lot of listeners down around the Twin Cities metro area that uh, would probably want to check that out. One last thing, Brian, I did want to touch on, uh, and we're going to go to use you a lot uh, as we head towards open water season when we talk muskies and stuff down your way. But how was the tail end of the muskie season down there? Because, you know, winter kind of hit early on us. Yeah, it did. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I I was fishing until November this year. Um, I think my last trip was November 2nd or 3rd. And, uh, you know, had a lot of littler ones, uh, you know, a lot of smaller ones. Um, I think the biggest I actually boated this year was the 47. It's, it was a really weird year. I just, I, we couldn't get the big big girls to bite, the big fish to bite. And, uh, you know, I'm really hoping for a, for a good spring, you know, and it'll be here before you know it. That's for sure. We just need some warmer temps. Yes, we do. <laughs> this season's getting a little old, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, uh, I'm I'm ready for spring and I'm ready for open water. Um, and I, I would like to add too that I I am guiding the river now. Uh, I I was able to get my captain's test uh, or take my captain's license and and pass my captain's test. And uh, so I uh, you know if any 
any of our listeners want to take a trip, they can always look me up. There you go. Brian Koshinina, Muskies and More Guide Service. Brian, if people want more info on you, how can they find it? Sure. They can uh, find me at muskiesandmore.com. Um, or you can find me on Facebook at Brian Koshinina's Muskies and More Guide Service. Or you can give me a call at 651-210-0128. There you go. Brian Koshinina, Muskies and More Guide Service down in the Twin Cities Metro. I appreciate the info as always, buddy. And we'll check in soon, okay? That sounds good, Brian. All right. When we come back, Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji will have the Up North Report. He's got the latest up there, plus the latest on Rainy River. When we come back to Brainerd Outdoors. And welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors. Let's head up north to Bemidji. Matt Brewer, North Country Guide Service, joins us. And uh, a lot to cover with Matt this week, as we always do. We're going to talk a little bit about Rainy River. Uh, maybe even talk a little turkey hunting with Matt. That's uh, We're less than two weeks away from turkey opener, hard to believe. That's the thing, Matt. I mean, it just does not feel like spring. No. You're, and you're catching me on a bitter day. <laughs> I was going to ask how you were doing, and I actually thought that's how you were going to reply. Bitter? Bitter. Very, very bitter. I mean, we're still we're still running trips, and you know that's that's great uh, from a business aspect. But I would much rather be running like spring crappie trips. I, you know, I get memories popping up on my Facebook feed, and you know, in years past, we we've, we've already been crappie fishing, or or the suckers have been getting close to running, or you know, something. I, I even had a memory where I was out I was out looking for morels this early uh one year and i was i was picking fiddleheads fiddlehead ferns on uh and getting some ramps and leaks and like foraging i mean i'd have to bring my snowblower out to go try to forage and it would be looking for grass because this is just absurd yeah i think earlier in the show steve saponiak was saying uh right about this time this weekend last year is 68 degrees yeah i don't need to hear any of that stuff <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Uh, you know, you've been at this a long time, Matt. Can you remember, have you ice fished this far into April before? I mean, obviously there's those trips, you know, where you slide the John boat out there and stuff like that. But, I mean, right now you're saying you can drive up by you anyway. I'm not saying here in the immediate Brainerd Lakes area, but up by you, you can still drive out on the ice. Yeah, I had a buddy get stuck uh, on Lake Bemidji just the other day, and I had to drive my truck out and pull him out. And I mean, I... I didn't even flinch driving off the access. I mean, there's, there's still like 28 to 30 inches of ice and the accesses are still cinched. We don't have nice sunny days. We don't have nice warm temps. It's still winter. It's like January 437th right now. To kind of answer your question, like I said, I've been doing this a long time and I do remember one year and it isn't that long ago. I want to say like 2013-ish. And don't quote me on that, but it was somewhere right around there, you know, five, six years ago, we ice fished on like May 5th or May 6th and Lake, Lake Bemidji still had ice on it for opener that year. And we actually fished the river, um, because that was, I mean, we bounced around to a bunch of rivers and just fished from shore cause we couldn't get a boat in. So, you know, it's, it's not like this is, this is something that's never happened before mm-hmm. it's happened, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that mm-hmm. it's depressing. I, we were talking off air. We're still running trips. We'll probably still run trips for another week and a half to two weeks. Once turkey season gets here, if there's still ice on the lakes and people are calling, I'm like, I'm just going to be like, nope, sorry. <laughs> I'm done. Um, but we're, you know, we're still running trips. So if people want to come up and, and hop on the Bearcats and, or hop on the side by side and, 
and have us get them out fishing, uh, give us a call. We, we're, we're still going to go at least, at least 10 to 12 more days. And then, uh, and then we'll probably shut her down. But, but yeah, the conditions here are great. The fish are going crazy. Bluegills and crappies are, are absolutely on fire and the perch, perch bite on Bemidji has been great. And like I said, as of right now, you can still drive a truck out there. So obviously you're going to want to check with bait shops or, or, you know, give us a call or something if you're coming up this way and you plan to try to drive out, you know, get the, the latest because everything can change in an instant. But uh, looking at the extended forecast, I, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But No, it's depressing as that sounds. But uh, And that was going to be my next question. Normally this time of year we get those sunny days, you get the melting, you get the runoff, water running into the holes, that oxygen getting in there really triggers the fish. That's not happening, Matt. And I was wondering, I mean, are, are the fish biting right now or are they really lethargic? No, the fish are really biting. I mean, when you mark fish right now and you get on a school, you can tell that they're they're in that spring mode. I, I I would imagine they feel much like we do. Like, okay, I'm really hungry for for spring, and I'm going to feed and I'm going to go about my life as normal. But but yeah, they're 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 not moving into the super shallow water yet. You know, you're not going to find those those crappies in four to five feet of water that are that are riding just a foot below the, the thin honeycombed ice. You're not going to find that right now, but you can still find them suspended off uh, off the edges of deep water adjacent to shallow water. So they're staging, getting ready to move up. They're active and, and feeding well. So there there's no deterrent there. You just got to, you can't look at a log book and say, okay, this time of year I was fishing like six feet of water on a wheat flat close to a river because there was a lot of oxygen. You can't look at it that way because that stuff just doesn't exist right now. So those fish are still staging off the edges of that. Now, further north of you, and you kind of uh, broke some news last week about how things are happening up on Rainy River. Uh, that's a destination for those that are looking to get in on, on some open water fishing. Uh, you were pretty impressed with how things were progressing up that way a week ago. Now we're one week later, Matt. How are we looking up there? Things are still good. I mean, I, I'm kind of trying to keep my finger on the pulse up there, and I'm I'm prepping to go up in a couple weeks myself uh, i'm not going to make it up for walleye season up there this year but i've been watching regardless and uh and it looks like the fishing is still really good the problem now is that uh you know the river it, it's open for a long stretch now but the the nighttime lows are getting so low that it's actually skimming skimming that open water so people are having to to break ice to get to some of those areas and then by late day you know it opens back up um but if you're going up in the morning be prepared you might have to might have to break a little bit of ice with your boat so um so that's something to just keep you know keep in the back of your head and like i said by midday it it looks like it's fading or or being pushed off so you're fine there but uh but be prepared to (laughs) to skittle your boat through a little bit of ice if you have to um and the fishing still looks like it's really good. People are cold, so fishing ability goes down when it's cold, but uh, but the fish don't care. I mean, they're they're biting well, and people are getting big ones, and they're getting eaters, getting mid-sized fish. I mean, it, it, it's it's the rainy river, and it's spring, so they're they're doing what they're supposed to do. The last I heard, it was just past Birchdale, um, Birchdale Frontier. That area was really really good, and that that was kind of the last I heard on landings. Once once I heard that. Um, that that Birchdale Frontier area was open. I mean, I I no longer was worried about what uh, accesses were cleaned out or anything like that because you know those are those are kind of the most common ones 
until it until it reaches uh, Wheelers or Wigwam Sportsman's that area, and then they open up the public access there. But but we're we're quite a ways out from that yet. It looks like so it'll be a bit. We need some warm weather to to push it, and there's very little current from from what I've heard from all the people I've talked to who have been up fishing. So you know you don't have the current helping break ice either. So uh, so it's moving a little slow right now. And one of the silver linings for those that missed last week's show, Matt, uh, that you said that with this war- weather that we have, we're not going to get the runoff that we normally get that muddies up the river. So we might have a little bit larger window for fishing Rainy River than we've had in the past. Yeah, I think it's going to last through the season. I mean, we've only got, what, like nine, ten days left of the walleye season. So um, I don't I don't foresee anything happening between now and then that's going to break uh, – the big fork or anything open uh or any of those small creeks for that matter it's just it's just not not going to happen the, the nighttime lows are too cold and and uh the daytime stuff looks too ugly so i i think people are gonna you know they're really gonna have a, a fun spring i wish i could make it up there this this spring i just don't have the time and you said you're gonna try and do some sturgeon fishing up there and this might be a really silly question but I, I don't sturgeons fish that often, so I'm not uh, privy to the info. But this colder weather that we've had, Matt, and the way things are, how is that going to affect sturgeon fishing up there? Does those colder temps affect them? They're still doing what they're supposed to. I mean, it's it's in an innate sense, and it's built into them. They're just they're just going. So you know, the walleyes are running first, and some of the sturgeon are running with them. And then you've got your native sturgeon that are living in the river year round. Um, so you can you can go up and catch sturgeon right now and. And in a few weeks, uh, when they really start to run, it's just going to get better and better. So, so that's something that I will partake in. Um, I'm going to try to get up there twice, take a friend up, and then uh, and then I'm going to try to take Tate up and let him get his first sturgeon this year too. So, I, I'm going to try to make two trips up for that at least, you know, which is less than I normally make. So, less time up there this year than I've ever spent before. But uh, but my aggressive turkey schedule this year kind of it kind of threw a a damper on everything. I mean, I, I should be out chasing snow geese right now, but, uh, (laughs) but I I got turkey trips coming up and, and that's just going to suck up all my, all my springtime this year. So we've got what less than two weeks, Matt, uh, for turkey season was it April the 18th is turkey season here in Minnesota opens up. That's going to be interesting too. I mean, we could be hunting turkeys in, in snow in the woods that we normally have not hunted in before. Well, I killed one in the snow last year, but, uh, but it was a weird, you know, it was one of those weird late snowstorms, like the day before it was like sunny in 61 and, and I hunted and, and I could have killed a bird, but cameraman didn't have it, uh, didn't have the, the bird in frame. So I, I let that one pass and then I'm like, Oh, I'll go tomorrow. And the next day I wake up and it's like a, one of those weird, uh, weird April blizzards. So it wasn't, like it is this year i mean the grass was green and everything was good we just had one of those weird late snowstorms but i i would guess we're going to be hunting in the snow again this year and i'm for sure going to be hunting in the snow this weekend so it's going to be a weird year and the the birds you know they're a little different than fish the males are ready and they're starting to strut and stuff like that but from everything i'm hearing and everything i've seen so far they're still really in their winter group so you know you're seeing seeing flocks of like anywhere between 8 and 30 40 birds still together and we need them to break up uh break up into smaller groups and and start getting their their breeding habits on so that they're more call receptive and a little easier to hunt because right now it's going to be 
just trying to pattern them and cut them off. So, um, so hopefully, hopefully we get some warm weather sometime in 2018. Yeah, let's hope so. Anyway, fingers crossed. One last thing, Matt, you mentioned you're hunting this weekend. Uh, you're heading to South Dakota uh, down there. Anything different about hunt? Obviously, it's a different geographical area. Is it the same bird strain of bird that you're hunting there? Or is it a little bit something different? We're hunting uh, eastern South Dakota this year. Last year I did the Black Hills, and we're doing eastern South Dakota this year. So you're looking at a mix of there's Merriams and there's Easterns, and then there's a lot of hybrids, like a lot of hybrids. So so it's not really much different. I mean, you're hunting the same kind of stuff, you know, hunting large oak groves and and uh, and fields and stuff like that. It's not it's not like the Merriams in South Dakota where you're trying to call them across canyons and you know going up and down thousands of feet of elevation in a day you're 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 still on flatland so there you go matt brewer north country guide service in bemidji you can check matt out at northcountryguides.com link up to all his social media there as well and uh, if anything maybe just uh, send him a little message with something to cheer matt up because this weather's just gotten to him yeah i'm i'm done <laughs> There you go. Matt, I appreciate it. Uh, good luck out in South Dakota this weekend, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, sounds good. All right, when we come back, we'll go a little further up north. Joe Henry with Lake of the Woods Tourism. We'll talk everything Lake of the Woods, how they're doing ice fishing up there. Also talk a little bit more about Rainy River, and we'll talk bass fishing on Lake of the Woods when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Always fun to talk to our good friend Joe Henry as we head up to Lake of the Woods. Joe is with uh, Lake of the Woods Tourism. Joe, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Yeah, and, you know, I just kind of jokingly, we were talking with Matt last segment, and, and we, we almost had to talk him off a ledge because he's so depressed about this <laughs> weather. Uh, you and I were talking off air. You're kind of taking a different approach to everything. You're, like, embracing this. Yeah, well, you know, my thought is this, is that, you know what? We, uh, we can't change anything. I mean, it, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. And, you know, being in Minnesota, you know, to me, it's kind of interesting. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, we're getting snow in, in, in April and we got some colder temps and stuff. But it's really just kind of interesting just to see the change of seasons and how things are happening. And, you know, everybody's talking about it in a different manner. And, uh, yeah, I do embrace it. I mean, again, uh, is that ha- the glass half full or half empty? I, I, I choose to look at it half full and say, you're really kind of a neat time. I agree. Uh, and, you know, obviously there's some people that are just banging their head against the wall because the winter just will not let go. But I, I think it's very, very good, interesting perspective on your point to just embrace it and enjoy what we have. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some things going on here in the future with Lake of the Woods. Obviously, we're looking forward to open water season up there. You've got a laundry list of big-time tournaments that are coming up to Lake of the Woods, too. So we'll touch on that in just a bit. But for present day, people heading up that way, Joe, they've got some options up there, whether they want to ice fish or open water fish. Yeah, it is. It's it's one of those times of year. It's funny because you'll have uh, you know you'll have anglers pulling a a boat and in one regard, and then they're passing anglers that are pulling a an ATV or a snow machine and a collapsible fish house. I mean, we got if, if you go west out by you know Arneson's uh, Rocky Point, Long Point, you know that whole stretch over there. You know, we got uh, over four feet of ice, and we uh, I just talked to uh, one of the resorts this morning. They said we're cranking well on walleyes. The walleyes are doing really well, and you know, we're getting some big pike as well for people that are using tip-ups. Then, you know, you go east of Badat, and the Rainy River's open, and you get people in boats. They've been on boats for well over a week, and they're catching a bunch of a bunch of walleyes, a bunch of nice walleyes, a bunch of big walleyes, you know, in the uh, the old spring fishing tradition uh, on the Rainy River. So, yeah, it's kind of a cool time. 
And what Matt was saying before is his whole thing with the silver lining with this weather that we've had, we don't have to worry about with Rainy River the runoff that we normally get that muddies things up. So we got about nine, ten days left in the walleye season there. Uh, we should be good, I would say, all the way through, huh? Yeah, I would say the same thing. Yep, we'll, we'll, we'll be in good shape. And you know what? Those uh, those walleyes are in the river, and it's only going to get better as time goes on. So it's a, it's a great time to be up there. We're also fortunate that we have, you know, two access points open. We have uh, Nelson Park in Birchdale, which is about 26 miles east of Bidet. And, and uh, even closer to Bidet, we got Frontier. And they're both open, which disperses some of the boat um, boat and trailer traffic dropping in, you know, to the river. So, yeah, we're, we're in darn good shape. And you mentioned with the ice fishing, too, for those that are going up there for that. As you said, Joe, uh, the access points there are looking pretty good still. Four feet of ice, like you said. So, I mean, things are all systems go for that end, too. Yeah, they really are. And, you know, I, what I always tell folks this time of year is call ahead to your favorite resort to find out what's happening up there. And, you know, there's, there's some, re, some access points that uh, they closed down, whether because it's getting soft by shore or they just decided to shut it down on March 31st when you had to have, you know, permanent fish houses off the ice. There's some that are allowing ATV and snowmobile traffic still. And then there's uh, there's others, my understanding is there's a couple that, uh, you know, still allow vehicle traffic because uh, everything's in real good shape. And you, know, you look at the, the forecast we've had and, or the, the, the weather we've had in the forecast coming up. And, you know, I tell you, it's been, it's been cold at night and it's been, uh, you know, not really melting during the day either. Now, looking forward to fast forward to open water, Joe, and I'm sure you guys deal with this every year because you're the northernmost part in the state of Minnesota, you always play that game of we're going to have ice on the water for opener, or aren't we? And this year, I'm sure you're really kind of keeping an eye on that because of what you just said. We're not really warming up much. Not only the northern northernmost point of Minnesota, we're the northernmost point of the contiguous U.S. So, yeah, we're, we're up there. And you know what? Uh, we, we do got a pretty big ice cube out there to melt. And uh, so one thing I'll say is this, is that uh, up at Lake of the Woods, because of the rainy river flowing into the lake, we always have somewhere to fish. And I'll tell you what, if it ends up that we have uh, some ice for the opener, which who knows at this point, but if we do, the cool thing about it is, you know, those fish will be stacked in that river. They'll be stacked in Four Mile Bay. And what what ends up happening a lot of times is there'll be boats that are fishing that open water as far into the lake as they can, and they actually fish on the edge of the ice pack. In fact, I've talked to, to anglers before that said it was so cool because we were anchored up jigging literally right next to the ice pack. And because the ice was honeycombed, you could hear for miles that ice, the, the honeycombed ice breaking apart. Tink, 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 you know, and they were whacking walleyes like heck on the edge of that pack. So it, it normally ends up uh, setting up for really good fishing with a lot of those big females still being in the, in the river or the bay. Either way, it's going to work out nice. You know, and I, so I should also mention, too, if that happened, you know, there's some people that say, gosh, you know, I like walleyes, but, you know, there still could be some big pike left over in Four Mile Bay and uh, Zippel Bay and Bostic Creek, those are some other opportunities as well. And being Lake of the Woods is such a destination, and, and when you mention Lake of the Woods right away, people start thinking walleye and they think trophy pike and stuff. And that attracts uh, a lot of people from all across the country, all across the world, Joe. And this summer, and spring and summer, you guys have got a ton of tournaments, big wig tournaments coming to Lake of the Woods. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of a fun year that way. We don't traditionally, we have the, the Minnesota Tournament Trail, the MTT, and gosh, you know, they've been really loyal. They have a, they have two one-day tournaments that come in July, and then they also have uh, the championship uh, that comes in September. Well, then on top of that, we have, uh, you know, the, the AIM Weekender Series for Minnesota. Their championship is coming to Lake of the Woods in August. 
On top of that, we have the MWC, the Masters Walleye Circuit. The MWC is a well-known um, circuit throughout the Midwest for walleyes, and it's, uh, it's, it's based on teams. Anybody can enter it, and they're coming in July, and that, they've never been to Lake of the Woods before in their, in their long history. So that's going to be a fun one, and I don't know if we're going to have 80 boats or 100 boats or what we'll have, but it's going to be a good tournament. You know, we also have uh, the NABC, the North American Bass Circuit. Now, you know, bass get missed on Lake of the Woods. We have such a population of smallmouth bass, both on the Rainy River, on some of the reefs in the, the big part of the lake called Big Traverse Bay, and, of course, up at the northwest angle where the 14,552 islands of our lake begin. So what we're going to do is we're going to run a, a bass tournament, one-day bass tournament. Of course, it's open to the public, and that's going to be on the Rainy River in July. And we're going to run it from uh, the Wheeler's Point area, that public access, all the way up to Birchdale. And that's going to be a fun one to watch because, Brian, man, you know, when you're fishing walleyes in the river, you catch so many nice bass accidentally. To see what happens when people are targeting them, it's going to be, you know, really fun. And then, you know, uh, going on with the walleye tournaments, another one we have coming is uh, the National Walleye Tour, the NWT. They're bringing their – and that's the biggest of the bigs. Those are the, the pros of the pros, and they're bringing their uh, – championship to lake of the woods uh in early september just after labor day so that'll be a fun one to watch and that that one actually you know they, they live stream that they live stream the nwc the nabc and people can actually watch that online some people will probably come up for the weigh-ins for those to, to not only see these pro anglers but just to to learn about what techniques they use to get those big walleyes so it's a fun year. Yep. Now, kind of a, maybe a silly question on my my part, but um, these tournaments do you, do they seek you out, Joe, being you're with the tourism with Lake of the Woods, or do you guys kind of seek them out and feel them out and see where they want to, you know, some of the destinations they want to hit, or does it kind of work both ways? It, it's really kind of both ways, you know. Um, so so the way we look at tournaments is, you know, tournaments are certainly an opportunity to not only get a group of serious anglers come into Lake of the Woods and expose them to Lake of the Woods because what ends up happening is once they see the quality of our fishery and the, 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 the variety of resorts we have, you know, many of those, those tournament anglers will bring their friends and family back at other times of the year. On top of that, um, you know, there, we, we can work with these tournament circuits to, if, you know, if we want to uh, put more money in, we can get it so that they'll film a TV show. And that television show will will show the tournament on Lake of the Woods what kind of fishery we have, and that can be broadcast through stations all over the United States, you know, through different cable networks. So we work from a promotional perspective on that end of it, too. And um, so it works both ways. I can tell you that a lot of the bigger tournaments have actually reached out to us because when they do surveys of their anglers, their anglers said, hey, listen, you know, uh, there's a quality body of water that we haven't been to and we want to get there, and that's Lake of the Woods. So word spreading for sure. You know, the other part of it, too, is I know Explore Minnesota Tourism has put more money towards promoting you know, the, the great bass fishing we have as a whole in Minnesota. And, you know, with Malax getting some of the attention for their bass, you know, we're kind of riding the wave a little bit. And uh, um, I've, I've always thought about pulling a bass tournament up, and it just kind of makes sense right now. we got so many bass in our system. And you know, it's like when I'm fishing a walleye tournament, I set the hook on a good fish, and I watch my line rise to the surface. I almost cringe because I know it's going to be a big smallie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for a lot of people, they love catching smallies. They fight hard. They're, there's a good population there, there are fish that most people will release. You know, they we have a keep season, of course, but most people release them because they're more of a sport fish. And you know, it just uh, it kind of makes sense to to start opening the door to the Rainy River fishery. You know, Brian, you go you go on Lake uh, on the Rainy River in the summer, and you're going to see some some a few boats out, very few, and they're going to be out there uh, fishing sturgeon. 
you're, you're going to see a few boats in the river when it gets real windy in the main lake. They'll go in there and, and work on the, the resident population of walleyes. But, you know, you don't see anybody bass fishing. And uh, you pretty much have that, you know, whole stretch, 42 miles of navigable river from the mouth of the river at Wheeler's Point up to Birchdale. You almost have that to yourself. And it's so beautiful and there's such good fishing that we're just trying to open that door a little bit. Yeah, well, one of the best-kept secrets in the state, I would think. It, it, it's one of them, you betcha. And, uh, you know, we, you know, the rest of Minnesota, with all due respect, I mean, you know, bass bite well. They're in good numbers throughout the whole state. And, you know, there's a lot of lakes that have good populations of bass from a, a tourism perspective, you know, and it's, 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 a, it's a good resource. Yeah, for sure. People want to maybe follow along with some of the events you talked about on Lake of the Woods. Joe, is there one easy place they can find any information they need? Yeah, for sure. You know, if you want uh, up-to-the-minute information, such as, uh, you know, where the ice is uh, going out on the rainy river and stuff, you know, our Facebook page, Lake of the Woods Tourism Facebook is good. Otherwise, check out our website. It's uh, Lake of the Woods MN for Minnesota, lakeofthewoodsmn.com. There you go. Joe Henry with Lake of the Woods Tourism. Joe, I appreciate it. Good stuff as always. Thanks for keeping us updated up there, and uh, we'll see you up there real soon, okay? That sounds great, Brian. Thank you. And we'll have more Brainerd Outdoors after this. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. This time around, our famished fisherman recipe, as always, Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon joins us. Great crappie recipe this week, Joel. We got crappies and a green peppercorn sauce. So we're going to take up some uh, nice nice crappies. We're going to dice them up into just chunks, you know, skin them off and get nice little chunks out of them. Taste some diced shallots and some butter. Get that going in a pan. You know, throw everything in there, your shallots and your crappie. Grate a little lemon zest over top, squeeze some lemon juice in there, hit it with some white wine, and uh, add the green peppercorns. Let it cook for just a couple of, couple of minutes. You don't want to overcook your fish or none of that, but that's all there is to it. Question for you with the wine. When when you cook with, is it something that if you, if you like to drink it, you like to cook with it? Is yeah. that kind of how you look at things? When you say a white wine, would you go with a Pinot Grigio or maybe a Chardonnay? Uh, generally, I use a Chardonnay. Do you? Um, that's just kind of what we have in the kitchen, I guess, most of the time. But whatever you like to drink, whatever you have is kind of, you know, you don't want to go out and buy something that you're only going to use once. You know, you and I, we I think a couple of weeks ago we had a beer batter recipe on, and you would use Jack Pine uh, beer, and you and I had, had asked you, you know, what kind of beer would not work for something like that, and you said, basically, if you like it, use it. Yeah. And that's what I've heard with cooking with wine, that's too. That's good it's, advice. Yeah. So if you like it, use it. There you go. Well, if you want to give this recipe a try and a ton of other ones, simply uh, log on to BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the recipes tab. we got this one and a ton of others for you to check out. And Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, as always, Joel, thanks. Thank you, Brian. And that'll put a wrap on this week's show. Once again, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3. You can also stream the show live if you're away from your radio or out of town. BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com is where you can find the stream. Just click on the Listen Live tab. If you want to listen to the show on demand and stream it, you can find that at the bottom of the page. And speaking of which, we are now all over every podcast platform imaginable. So wherever you download your favorite podcast, search for Brainerd Outdoors, subscribe, give us a great rating. We'd appreciate that. We're on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and, of course, Podcast One. You can check it out, podcast1.com, or just download the free Podcast One app. Listen and subscribe at your convenience. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. 
Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, The Power Lodge, Chef Robert's Fish Breading Mix, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crowing Recycling, Napa Auto Parts in Baxter, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Nielsen Hardware and RV, your Central Minnesota Ice Castle dealer, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon just after 7 Saturday mornings, Sunday evening at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors right here on B93.3.